Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. We are one win away from the Lakers being NBA champions. I'm Alex Padilla, at Alex Padilla 86. He's Alex Regla, at Alex M. Regla. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. That was a fun game. It was a fun but stressful game because we were talking a tiny bit off air. And for me, I felt like the Heat were just ready to kind of get run over. And they just, the Lakers just couldn't. And I'm not saying the Heat were laying down at all, but they weren't playing particularly well tonight. And I mean, Jimmy Butler, obviously, it's going to be so hard to repeat that performance he did in game three. Um, he really started off hot going five of five. And you're like, uh oh. And then he cooled down, finished five of 17. But I just felt like the Lakers just didn't really have that energy today to put the game away earlier than they did. But regardless, the Lakers win game four, 102 to 96. They're now up three games to one, one win away. First thoughts from the game today, and then we'll get into details. What is the first thought, first thing that stands out to you from tonight's game? Yeah, that was like a battle for sure. Uh, Like you said, the Lakers energy wasn't... um what we kind of expected it to be coming off coming out coming off that loss um i thought miami did a really good job kind of controlling the tempo kind of making them play like their style like this game felt like a very east coast eastern conference like 90s basketball game right like it was just really tough uh things were really sloppy again for the lakers and i credit that to the heat's defense and then the lakers just making mistakes but yeah, it felt like the Lakers had to beat Miami at their own game today. And I think that's why it felt so sluggish. Yeah, it was a, it was a very much Eastern Conference game. That's a great way of saying what happened today. Because you kind of did, it was that old uh, uh, Lawler rule from the Clippers. Like, first to 100 is going to win this game. It, that's really what it felt like. And, you know, for me personally, I don't know if it's, the fact that they've been in a bubble for you know what's it been now three months four months almost july august yeah like we're in they're starting their fourth month but i just didn't see any energy from either of the teams tonight there wasn't a team didn't go on a run either or like a big run the bench mobs were very quiet on the court it was sloppy lots of fouls just kind of you know I just like didn't see an energy from either team. And I felt like whoever makes a big run is going to win this game. And I don't think either of them did. The Lakers just scored more points every quarter. And that's how they won. And I don't know because, you know, LeBron and AD, they keep saying the right things. They keep saying, you know, we want to do this. If we're not happy with this, we're not do that. I'm just not sure if they're physically able to do the things they want to do. They just, cause they just don't have that energy. They look a little tired to me. Yeah. I don't know how much of it. It's like fatigue at this point. Like you said, they've, you know, it's been a long playoffs. Um, I'm not sure how hard it is to kind of stop and go. Like the regular season ended, everybody had to go on a break. They come back and right into a playoffs. Like that's hard for everyone. Um, but yeah, I think you brought up a good point. Like the benches weren't too energetic tonight, or it didn't seem very loud in there. And I think that does go back to like you're saying, no, no, no like the Lakers or the Heat didn't really get the lead tonight. Like there wasn't like a, a 10-0 run. Or anything Mm -hmm. crazy like that and there wasn't even like a lot of fast break points like there wasn't many exciting plays to like get the bench pumped up so yeah this game was just really really close like there was nine nine lead changes and nine times this game was tied like it was just really even all all the way through 
Yeah, and I just wrote down on my notes as I was watching this game. I was like, can we stop shooting threes? At a certain point there, like nothing was going in until the end. AD made a big clutch three and kind of kind of sealed it for the Lakers. But at, at, at one point in the fourth quarter, I believe they were 0 from 5 from threes. And it just seemed like they were just kept missing threes. LeBron does his usual, like two or three times a game, he'll just pull up from like 30 feet for some reason. Those always frustrate me, even though sometimes they go in. Um, but I really, to me, someone that stood out all series, and we talked about this last week, someone not named AD and not named LeBron, who would be the MVP? I, I said Rondo. I believe you said, who'd you say? Oh, like if we were to guess like a, a finals MVP that wasn't right. named LeBron or AD. I said Danny Green, Danny which isn't Green. looking too great for me. <laughs> He, he did make a couple he, threes he did, today. He did, he did hit some timely shots for sure. Yeah. Um, to me, though, Marquise Morris has been so clutch for this team in this series. He's made threes. He's provided some defense. He's getting some boards. I think, for me, obviously he's not like lighting up the box score, but he is providing things that I think no one else on this team can. And he's just been super impressive to me, just from the eye test, without even looking at numbers sure. at all. Marquise Morris has just proven to me to be very valuable, and he's getting a lot of minutes. He yeah, played so thirty minutes tonight. He started the second half, right? So Frank Fogle decided to to bench Dwight and go with Marquise Morris in the second half. And like you said, he played thirty minutes. Dwight, who started the game, only played seven tonight, mm-hmm. and obviously Javel didn't play. So yeah, Marquise has proven to be, I think, even bigger for this team than a lot of people expected. Like we we kind of assumed, like I thought the Houston series. Like, when we first signed Markeith, like, the Clippers in Houston were the teams, like, Markeith was going to have the biggest, like, presence. Like, what we would need him the most for those teams. But it, it turns out we need him for every round. Like, his versatility just as, like, a floor spacer. Like, he could play the four, some small ball five. Just g- giving the Lakers a different look out there has been really, really helpful. And like you said, he didn't shoot well tonight. But what he does is he spaces the floor and creates more lanes for LeBron and AD to to drive and i thought his defense was solid too yeah i mean obviously the mvp is going to be lebron or ad probably lebron so far but who knows what happens closeout games are always difficult to close out especially in the finals so we'll see what happens but um i gave you markeith morris for what about you who's standing out to you besides lebron and ad i'm surprised we haven't mentioned him yet k c p yep yep um what (laughs) can you believe it man (laughs) can you believe it uh yeah, I mean, he those two shots late late in the fourth quarter were just enormous. Like, uh, there was like a point where it was like a three point game or like a two point game, and no team could score for like four or five possessions in a row. It felt like, and then KCP just hit that huge corner three to kind of break it open a bit, and then like the next possession hits like a layup at the end of the shot clock to put him up seven, and yeah, that kind of sealed it for me. It felt like the Lakers are going to hold on from there. But mm-hmm. again, he six for twelve from the field, three for eight from three, uh, plus eight in the box score. Like he just was really good. He had five assists tonight. Holy crap! Um, yeah, yeah. He like, just one of those Is guys. It, I mean, it's no surprise that the one game that he played terribly, they lost. Yeah, he's been pretty consistent, right? Like it, it seems like he's played better. Like it, it's rare that he plays poorly in a playoff game. And the games, like you said, he does play poorly. It seems like they lose. And he's not even shooting that great in the finals. He really isn't mm-hmm. shooting 32% from the field. But they're timely shots, so it yeah. makes it seem even bigger than they are. But maybe not um, like lighting up the box score. But like you said already, he's 
they seem to be coming at the right time when they need him the most. Was that game one? I it feel, I mean, like, I've lost track of time completely. But was it game one he hit those big... Like, in the first quarter, they were losing by, like, 13 or so, and he hit, like, back-to-back threes to kind of keep a minute. I don't even remember either more, anymore <laughs> I think either. it was KCP, yeah. And then I think AD credited him for that as well. Yeah, he's just hit timely threes, and he doesn't look scared out there. And I thought his defense also was very good on Duncan Robinson tonight, too. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, by the way, the Heat made some ridiculous shots yeah. that made this score a lot closer. They were just throwing up some prayers, and they went in. Hey, it happens sometimes. Uh, one of the big the big storyline that will get the national attention, Bam Adebayo came back, made a difference. I think. I think that it just mm-hmm. it changes the whole series when Bam's there. That I mean, because it changes your matchups, it changes who you're going to play, who you're not going to play. Obviously, like you already mentioned, Dwight Howard got benched for the second half, played a total of seven or eight minutes. So I think that is going to be the storyline going forward. Goran Dragic actually tried to play today. He tried to go through some warm-ups, didn't make it. If he plays the next game somehow, that's going to change the series again. This series is far from over, and I know we're one win away. And I started this show saying one win away, and that's facts, obviously. But that one win is so hard to get, and there's so much more to do. I had a buddy of mine text me immediately, Lakers by 20 on Friday. I don't know about that. I hope so. (laughs) I don't think the Heat lay down like that. Um, Even when they were down the other day, like by 30, they still only lost by, I believe, was it 16 or something? Uh, I don't see that happening. I think there's a lot more work to do. But um, the Lakers, how about this stat for you? Lakers are 56-0 this season when leading after the third quarter. Yeah, I mean, they've... Yeah, it seems like they've done really well in the fourth quarters like all year. Not not even like when they've had the lead, just in general, trying to make comebacks. Like they've had a couple comebacks in the playoffs in the fourth quarter, like where they were down heading into the fourth quarter. Um, I think that goes back to their defense when they're able to kind of lock into that next level, and then having with Bron and AD obviously helps. But like we said earlier, I thought Rondo, even a guy like Rondo, had some like timely possessions uh, in that fourth quarter. Hit that big layup. Also grabbed a second chance opportunity. They have veterans on the team who have kind of really stepped up in the playoffs. What about Anthony Davis guarding Jimmy Butler today? I felt like Anthony Davis, uh, it seemed like he was off offensively, even though I believe he came back and ended up scoring like 16 points in the second half. Both LeBron and AD had eight points in the first half. And and somehow the Lakers winning by two at half. And then also, just a total side note, you know my brain works in a weird ways and I just things pop in my head. What was up at the end of the first half? You have five seconds. Can we not pull up, like, at least try and get a shot off? Uh, anyways, th- that was weird. <laughs> that was just weird. Side note. Um, I thought Anthony Davis, though, like, continues to be the best player defensively. I know he didn't win Defensive Player of the Year, but, I mean, what he's doing defensively and offensively, it cannot be understated how great he's performing defensively. Like, you, he can guard guys like a Nurkic like uh and then switch to Jimmy Butler that's incredible yeah I thought um he was fantastic tonight defensively um so yeah like you said it, it seemed like he got the call to guard Jimmy Butler for most of the game and I thought the Lakers did a really smart thing in the second half where I'm not sure if you noticed it but they started going under on those screens with Jimmy Butler because Butler what he's been doing is he's kind of calling for a screen and getting the switch usually the bronze guarding butler and he gets a switch and it's kcp or danny green or rondo or whoever and then he kind of attacks from there but if you're going under those screens it's harder for you to kind of get that switch and you're kind of forcing jimmy to shoot a jumper instead of getting to the paint but yeah ad being able to guard him like that but then also getting back into the paint to kind of contest shots i think he had four blocks tonight 
Uh, he deterred a lot of other shots. Uh, he was just really, he was a monster tonight defensively. Jimmy Butler started off shooting 5 of 5, yeah. including 4 of 4 against Anthony Davis. He had three open shots. This is from Om Young. I don't know how to say his last name. I don't want to screw it up. But not- at Notorious Om, he just tweeted this. Uh, 5 of 5, including 4 of 4 against AD. Three open shots in the first quarter. After that, uh, finished 1 of 7 with just three open shots. Or he went in 1 of 7 with AD guarding him. Mm-hmm. And I thought the biggest difference between last game and this game was they let ju- they just let Jimmy around the perimeter. Like, hey, man, if you want to shoot threes, go for it. Yeah. We know you don't want to. And they just totally tried to take away that mid-range game that he's so good at, the driving in, the fadeaway jumpers in the box that he was so good at last game. They just took that away. And they're like, listen, man, shoot your threes. And he just didn't. And that's just a- another praise of frank vogel and just making adjustments yeah i love that adjustment uh that was more of a second half thing again vogel's kind of showed that all year all playoffs we saw that with the markeith morris getting subbed in for dwight and kim kind of making that rotation change but then also how they started guarding that screen uh when butler had the on ball screen like screens and stuff and they started going under on those like you said forcing him to shoot i know he's been better in the playoffs like shooting from three but i wouldn't much rather him shooting jumpers instead of getting to the paint because one he could draw free throws two he can you know uh, make plays for others and then he's just so strong like when he gets down there he's gonna finish around the rim so if he's shooting a jumper like from anywhere that's a win for the defense yeah for sure so lakers up three to one uh they have two days off which is good because i as i said from just from me from my eye test that energy was just not there so they will be off wednesday they will be off thursday game five is on Friday evening from the bubble. And I guarantee you Lakers want to get the hell out of there. So they really want to close it out on mm-hmm. Friday. Last thing you want to do is play again. Uh, by the way, NBA games, total, another side note. Sorry, man. This is my way my brain's working today. Ratings are just so down for on television. Obviously, there's a million sports on. And yeah. there's the presidential election. But that's not my point. Friday night games are very rare uh, for the NBA finals. I don't know why they're doing it like that, especially giving them two days off. But um friday night date night if you're if you and your loved one buckle in because that's when game five is <laughs> i i mean at least like i know everybody was disappointed they weren't um they lost last game and i kind of was too because we would have recorded tonight and they could have yeah I, I had that in the back of my head like wait if they win that means we could record on possibly when they win the championship but at least people get to celebrate like on a weekend right like they don't have work the next yeah, day go crazy yeah and then, listen, man, in Los Angeles, we all know what's happening right now. We're sitting here. It's 9.02 on a Tuesday night. The Dodgers are currently losing to the Padres 1-0 in the NLDS. So I know that there's a lot of people like you, Alex Regla, that are diehard Laker fans, diehard Dodger fans. So it's like you go from one stress of an NBA Finals game to another stress of a baseball playoff game. And let's just say, for whatever reason, the, the Padres-Dodgers series goes five games. Guess when that is? That's Friday too. So oh let's, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, what we went from talking on this podcast, we were comparing Lakers to wrestlers in the middle of the pandemic, <laughs> to now there's too much sports to talk about. I kind of want to go back to that time where we're like, what can we compare the Lakers to today? Uh, but yeah, I mean, you I- know, we're like, we should have thought about something like, like uh, make your make your five course meal. <laughs> As a, with a Lakers, <laughs> like, well, I'll tell you what, man, uh, Nick Van Axel's my appetizer because he did like the amount of things that we could have gone if this pandemic kept going. I mean, I'm happy sports are back for sure, but it is stressful as hell. Like I'm, 
like you said, I'm, honestly, I'm watching the game, talking at the same time, uh, just scanning Twitter to make sure like any updates have happened. But it, yeah, it's stressful. Like the Lakers are stressful as it is, and then everybody who's a Dodgers fan know what they've gone through the last three years in the playoffs. So this is kind of like reliving kind of those worst nightmares. And again, they're losing right now. So a lot of uh, flashbacks are happening for me right now. Yeah, and, and going back to the Lakers, man, I just think about worst-case scenario because you just talked about worst-case scenario. And, and I just think Lakers losing on Friday does not make me feel good at all because you just never know after that. You know, it's, it's one thing being up 3-1. to one. Being up 3-2 to two with a chance to possibly go 7 just scares the living daylight out of me. Um, and I think Bam kind of just – he's tapered off a little bit there at the end of the game. He started off pretty strong. Um, so let's see what happens on Friday. What is the number one thing you're going to look for in order for the Lakers to close this game out or close the series out and become champions on Friday? Yeah, I, 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 I'm interested to see if they start Markeith right off the bat. Uh, I thought he playing in the second half instead of Dwight really had a big impact. I, I'm interested to see if Vogel does that. The only thing, if he does do that, does he bring Dwight off the bench? And what does that mm-hmm. do to your bench? Like, it, There's like a trickle-down effect when you do something like that. Um, but also, I, I think they have to guard Butler very, like, in a similar fashion. Like he, you know, obviously Spolstra saw what they did, the Lakers did to Butler. And Spolstra is one of the best coaches in the league. He'll adjust. He and his coaching staff will go watch the film, look at the tape, and check out, like, what can they counter to do? You know, what counters can they have to this? So, uh, like, two things, like, I want to see if Marquise starts. And then the other one is how they guard Butler and how, the you know, Miami adjusts. Yeah, I'm looking for honestly a LeBron takeover. Yeah, um, I really that's what I'm expecting on Friday. I think with two days off, he's just going to be energized. He sees the chance to get his fourth championship, to get another NBA Finals MVP. Um, I expect him to go out and just try and dominate from beginning to end in one of those classic LeBron style performances where you're like, damn, like, and he's you know at his age it would be impressive. I think any Anthony Davis is just low key. He's just going to do what he's been doing um that but i expect what i'm looking for is that is for lebron to come out establish the fact that they're trying to close this game out no slow start no no heat jumping out to a big lead continue to guard jimmy um either with ad or lebron like they did and and then see what happens um i think it was uh it, what happened last game we've seen so many we've seen not so many we've seen in the previous series this, We've seen Lillard take a game over, and that it just happens in the NBA. We've seen Westbrook take a game over and start barking at the Lakers bench. We saw Jamal Murray shimmy his way back to the to the bench after one of the games. Um, Jimmy telling LeBron, "You're in trouble," and then today not having a great game. It's a testament to what the Lakers defense has done all season. Can you beat them? Yes, but we've said it. You've said it. Harrison said it. Everyone has said it. Beating the Lakers in a series is a lot different than beating them in a game. So we're at that point now where the Lakers have really proven everybody right, unless you're Skip Bayless, and they're one win away. And I expect LeBron to go full full bore and go for it on Friday. I don't think he wants to play on Sunday. He wants to be <laughs> celebrating watching the Cowboys on Sunday with a glass of wine from his Beverly Hills mansion. Well, since you brought it up, like I, I'm interested to see what you've kind of thought about LeBron in the finals because like uh like to me like it doesn't seem like he's gone like 
finals LeBron mode yet, which is weird mm-hmm. to me because like we're a win away, and I don't think we've seen like the Cleveland LeBron, the Miami LeBron, where he kind of like taps into this extra gear. Like we saw it against Denver. I thought in that closing game against Denver, we saw it, and we saw flashes of it against Houston. But I don't know if it's just me. Like I, I thought he was kind of passive for definitely the first half tonight. And then he got his threes to start falling in the third quarter, but he kind of just started settling for those jumpers at the fourth quarter yeah. as well. Like, How do you think he's played in the finals so far? Okay. Um, it's, it's funny to say that, you know, because like, he almost had triple doubles the first basically well, we're every judging game. judging him on an unfair level, right? Like, he's LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> right. And um, I know I always bring up other sports. Aaron Rodgers said this yesterday in an interview. He said, everybody's saying I have a down year. But a down year for me is a career year for most quarterbacks. And Le- that's the same thing with LeBron, right? 28 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. If Jimmy Butler did that today, they probably would have won. You know, if in game two and game three, when they lost 25, 10, and 8, still a huge game. We do judge LeBron on a different le- level because we've seen him go to the level you're talking about. So it's not unfair. It's just that we've seen it. My question is can he still do it at almost about to be 36 years old? Like when you say take it to that next level is, mm-hmm. is he being passive or can he really just, this is what, this is his best right now, which is still amazing. Don't get me wrong, but is there not another level anymore? I, yeah. It's hard for me to answer that. Obviously another gear. Um, yeah. Like you said, those numbers are incredible. Like just look at the numbers off the box score. Like they're fantastic. And I think cause we've seen flashes of it, like defense, I think it's more of the defensive intensity like the chase down blocks, kind of running around the floor. Like he had, I thought he had a way better game today than he did his last game. Um, he still turned it over six times. And I'm sure he'll be the first person to say, yeah. The I turnovers have been bad. Yeah, Very he'll bad. be the first person to say, I got to clean that up and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's just, I'm not sure if that's that says more about this team that they're able to kind of win these games when LeBron isn't like Super Saiyan LeBron. Like he's just fantastic all-star lebron and you have a guy like ad who also can pick up the slack defensively and drop 22 and 9 and four blocks like that's a luxury in itself but it's just something that's been like curious to me like we haven't seen like that the like that typical lebron finals game that we see every time he's in the finals which might happen next game it might it might but uh the turnovers is a good point because against the nuggets when they lost the one game they did I came on here and I talked about how they could not play any worse than they did. And Jamal Murray will not repeat that performance. And I said the exact same thing, not on a podcast because we weren't on it. I said the exact same thing about the Lakers last game. They cannot play any worse. And Jimmy Butler will not repeat that performance. He just won't. It's impossible. And he didn't. And the Lakers didn't play worse, but they still played bad. So they still started off. I think they had eight turnovers in the first quarter. I think LeBron had four of them. or five of them in the first half, they got to clean that up. If they clean that up, it's probably a cakewalk on Friday. And so much of those turnovers felt like they were, like, self-inflicted, right? Like, they just... Yeah, that's, like, passing to nobody. They're so lazy. Like, Rondo had one. LeBron had a few. The Kuzma one. The Kuzma one. Oh, my God. um, It was just brutal. Yeah, and LeBron got in on him after that. But, yeah, I think if they can just clean up the mistake... Like, Miami's going to force turnovers. That's fine. Like, if the defense does it because they're fantastic defensively, sure. You could live with those. But it's, like, the entry pass ones that are just really rough. Or, like, the lazy, like, like past your teammate who's just a few inches away from you that gets intercepted. 
Like those are the ones that sting. So they got yeah, you're right. You got they got to clean that up. Yeah, you got to clean. By the way, if you take your like Laker hat off for a second, you can see why people like just trash LeBron sometimes cuz even if it's his mistake, he starts yelling at his <laughs> other teammates or he'll like every single time he was yelling at the refs and it's it's really funny because LeBron will just yell at a ref and run to the ref and yell and never get teed up. Caruso got a tee today, and I don't know how. Caruso <laughs> like, of all people. Because it's Caruso, you know? Like, if Caruso, like, raises his voice, of course, but like, who are you? Tee up. And uh, <laughs> it was just funny to see that because LeBron is is yelling at at the uh, officials nonstop. By the way, Dodgers just uh, Yeah, they just error. scored on an error oh my of all things, gosh. of course. That's the way to score a run right there. Dodgers, Padres, 1-1, bottom of the fifth, scored on an error. Anyways, um... So, yeah, that just was another thing. LeBron, clean, the Lakers in general have to clean up the turnovers because there was a lot of lazy ones, like you said, from multiple different people. I think they got to be more selective with their three-point shots because they've taken too much of them and continue yeah. to D up Jimmy Butler like they did today, and I think that's the key for success on Friday. Here's another crazy stat that ESPN Deportes put up. Uh, it's called the Club of LeBron is what they titled this. And I'm translating because it it's in Spanish. So this is players that have scored 500 points have 150 assists and 150 rebounds in playoff history. There's two players on it. LeBron's on it six times. Wow. In 20, 2007, 2013, 2015, 16, 18, and now this year, 2020, LeBron has scored 500 points, had 150 assists and 150 rebounds during a playoff run. The only other player in NBA history to make those numbers in a playoff, uh, in a playoff run, Larry Bird in 1987. Yeah, what a crazy stat. I mean, that's just like a deep dive. So shout out to ESPN Deportes on that one. Um, all right, man, it's that time. We are here. It is uh, one win away. Next game is on Friday. It's it's prediction time. We do it every we do it every uh, every single every podcast. Will the Lakers close out on Friday, or will they close it out on Sunday? Or are we going to Game 7 and we're doing a Game 7 podcast for a champion? What do you think? It's kind of bittersweet because, you know, this could be the last prediction that we do until, I mean, I have no idea, January or whatever the new season Yeah, this actually could be our last podcast. It could be. Who knows what happens. The world could end by then. Who knows? Uh, Well, the way it's going. (laughs) um, Yeah, I'm going to predict. It sounds strange and kind of really cool to say. I predict the Lakers will win the championship uh, in their next game. What about you? I predict that we will not be doing a podcast next week. Um, well, we might, think, but um, it might not be about a game, right? I Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I don't think we'll be doing a Game 7 post-game show. Uh, I believe that the Lakers will close it out on Friday. And... Uh, then the Lakers will be NBA champions once again. First time since 2010. Wow. It's, it's crazy. I don't even want to say it. I don't even want to say it because I, I don't believe in jinxes, but I don't want to be that jinx. You know, If there's a no-hitter, I'd never say there's a no-hitter. Uh-huh. So um, we'll see what happens. Oh, finals uh, MVP. Finals MVP. If the Lakers LeBron. win. Another prediction. Finals MVP. It's LeBron. LeBron. I think it's AD. Yeah. I would love it for, for it to be AD. And and I would love it for Anthony Davis to sign his uh, his extension in the locker room after he hosts the <laughs> host both those trophies up. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be one of those two guys. 
I think at, at, at the way it's going, if we both predict that it's over on Friday, it's going to be between one of those two guys. Unless it's KCP. He might go crazy, you know, Unless dark horse KCP. candidate. Unless it's KCP. Unless it's KCP. By the way, Kuzma will get a ring. You jerks, whoever made that yeah, stupid ridiculous. petition. It's so dumb. Like, of all the players, Kuzma, you're singling that guy out. There's plenty of players who aren't even playing. But that's just ridiculous either way. So, uh, that's the final word. I'm Alex Padilla, at Alex Padilla 86 He's Alex Regla, at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. Before we go, uh, Throwdowns newsletter. You want to tell people how to subscribe when you're writing for it? Yeah, the throwdowns.substack.com. Have it written in a while. But if the Lakers win championship, I definitely will write something about their year. like Kind of like a, a bigger piece, just kind of what we saw this year and the team like from a bigger kind of lens. But yeah, it's free. Throwdowns.substack. There you go. Check it out at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. All right, guys. Good luck to everybody. Subscribe. Silverscreenandroll.com for all your Lakers news. Spotify and Apple for Lakers SBN podcast. We do a podcast every single day with different people, with great people. So subscribe there. And hopefully, by the time that we talk to you guys next week, the Lakers will be champions. Alex, we'll see you then. See you then, man.